unpopular opinion, Dungeons and Dragons should be more predominantly filled with dragons. Hey guys, it's Purple Shout here with another video of me talking about D&D opinionated things. And this one is a doozy. So, the Chris Dice podcast this, of this week really sucked, so I'm not sure I'm going to upload it. And to keep with my weekly updates, this is the video of the week. Why Dragonborn are the... Why, or should I say, why I think Dragonborn are the best race in D&D. So, yeah, that that's going to make a lot of people angry. And, of course, why Dragonborn need more of a boost in D&D. So, yeah, 5e. So, I use Dragonborn a lot in my campaigns. For, so, disclaimer, this is biased. I use Dragonborn a lot in my campaigns. I find them versatile. Very, very versatile. Uh, there's a lot of role-playing aspects to them. I mean, I, I feel like all races have role-playing aspects to them, but, I mean, then there's, like, humans... And I think Dragonborn at least have more role-playing value than humans. Just racially, like if you woke up with amnesia, you would have more as a Dragonborn than as a human, I would think. Just because you're uncommon, I don't know. Maybe L, I, I don't know. Just more than a human, I think. So, this one. Oh, and first ever character played was Bolt. He appears in some of the Dice Fields uh, podcasts, usually to blow stuff up. But anyways, he was my first, so yeah, I'm kind of attached to the Dragonborn race. So, why well, I think they're the best race. They are not... I do not think they are statistically the best race, because the feature-wise, they're, they're kind of lacking, especially compared to lizard folk. Let me just say, lizard folks, they're they're definitely number two. I might do a video on that, I don't know, but anyways. So, they've got the breath weapon, which is like you get a first level spell, which is just kind of awesome, because it could be a lightning damage, which I don't think a lot of, uh, a lot of low level... Monsters don't have resistance to lightning damage, and it's free magical damage to things that are immune to that. So, if for some reason your party doesn't have a caster, you can just be a dragonborn. And it also allows for there to be an entire party of dragonborn. It, well, a five-person party, and, you've all, and you're basically covering all the bases be, with the five chromatic elements. So that's pretty neato, in my opinion. So, and you get damage resistance, so, like, if you wanted to pick poison, your breath weapon wouldn't be as effective, but you get resistance to things that try and poison you, which is pretty awesome. And, of course, there's Bryce, who never plays anything except a fire dragonborn, and you see how many pyromantic episodes that gets him in, and how often he takes fire damage, which is... It's more than I'd like to admit. He always gets resistance to it, so I mean, just half damage to things. So that's pretty cool, but like, in comparison to halflings, like the halfling ability, wood elves, and some, and lizard folk, 
these are kind of lackluster. So, first thing I'm going to say is what Dragonborn probably need. Uh, either Dark Vision, which I don't think they get anywhere, or Natural Armor, but they get that in a feat, so that's why I'm more inclined towards Dark Vision. And the reason why I think they, des they deserve Dark Vision is because it makes more sense that they have it than elves because they come from they're genetically they genetically descend from beings with blind sight and even true sight so i mean i think dark vision isn't asking that much especially when other races get dark vision i mean dwarves get dark vision because they live underground and but elves just get i mean i realize elves get low light vision but like dragonborn could also use low light vision because I, I and elves get fey ancestry and their long lives on top of dark vision so I think dragonborn probably deserve dark vision just just that's my opinion that but I homebrew the heck out of everything already so Dragonborn usually get dark vision and a tail, but the tail doesn't do anything. Anyways, that's not important. Um, back to why I think they're the best. So statistically, they've they've got some. The feature wise, they they've got some room to improve, but the plus two to strength and plus one in charisma, that's a pretty solid standing to be completely honest, um, because it's. It covers both, I mean, most races probably have this. It covers both a mental stat and a physical stat. But, especially with groups with hard DMs, like using very encumbrance rules, a plus two to strength is pretty helpful. And the biggest spellcasting stat is charisma. So, I mean, spellcasting-wise, that's pretty great. So... And, it, and if you play your cards right, that completely gets rid of your dump stat. So, I mean, you can put your 8 in strength and get the plus 2, and then boom, you got a 10 in strength. Because if you're, or, and that's for classes that don't need strength, like a wizard or a rogue, then you're just, if you somehow need to make strength ability checks, you're not at a, you're not at a worse place than you would be. I mean... This is not the best build if you want to be a min-max, but this is for, like, being well-rounded and, and not being in a horrible situation if you get in a strength-based situation. That's what I did with Bolt, but Bolt's a sorcerer, so that works better for him because Charisma, yeah. And the reason Charisma is a pretty great ability score, and I guess I, could, I probably didn't cover strength enough. Strength lets you push, drag, and lift things, and it, I mean that's that that's crucial. Like dexterity is definitely a more helpful ability than strength, but out of the physical stats, I mean, constitution is nice, but that's a lot of points to get. To, from at level one, that's a lot of points to just get one more hit point. So. I mean, mm -hmm. I probably, 
I mean, decks, but I don't think there's a race with plus two. I don't know. I did not do a lot of research. Anyways, so, yeah, strength and unarmed strikes, melee weapon attacks. Yeah, strength, strength's a pretty great ability score to have. That's a plus two to strength, so I mean, that's, yeah, Dragonborn. Awesome. And then Charisma is, yeah, pretty much the best mental ability stat. Because, especially with role-playing, because it gets four skills, which is, all the others get that too, but there's so many ways you can go with Charisma. Intimidation, Persuasion, Deception, and Performance, like, that's kind of, if you can, that's, this is fight avoidance system here. And you can put your dump stat into charisma and not totally suck at it. Um, so, so yeah, charisma, like, that's every role-playing check, every deceiving check. You, you get a plus one to your base ability score, so that's just useful. So, yeah. I, charisma and strength are two pretty great ability scores. I mean, it could be de dexterity and, I don't know, maybe wisdom, but come on. You only put, what you, in my opinion, you really only put wisdom. Either you're good at wisdom or you only put points in it for the saves. Like you're a cleric or a druid, or you put in for the saves. And charisma, you make occasional saves with that, so... Uh, and I talked about the role-playing aspect a bit earlier, but you can, like, just the pride and the, I just, I don't know. That seems like there's a lot of role-playing opportunity as a Dragonborn, especially from the way, I, the other way I understand. Because then there's the earlier version, and they were created by, like, directly created by Bahamut, and then there's the other version where they come with the uh, from the other planet. But either way, they got some big importance in their backstory as a creation. And, yeah, dra Dragonborn role-playing, good stuff. Uh, and the f they're an uncommon race, so, you know... Um, I mean, it's, it's better for, like, attracting attention, and so, yeah, that, that, like, everyone's focused on the Dragonborn, while the human, while the thief just lurks, or lurks around and picks pockets, and, like, while everyone's focused on this, I don't know, I, it really depends on how common Dragon, Dragonborn are for that, but, class-wise, they got some good classes that, I mean, you got Barbarian, Fighter, Paladin, and Sorcerer, Warlock, and Bard. Like, all of those, you, you, get, you get good if you play with Dragonborn. Because the three melee classes, you, you get melee boosts, and with the other four and with the other three classes, that's your spellcasting modifier that you're getting a plus one to, so that's a plus three with your fifteen. So yeah. 
you get good at being a spellcaster. And... Yeah, this video was rushed. I, I shouldn't have... Anyways. So with Barbarian, plus you get Intimidation, which you sort of need if for role-playing aspect of being Barbarian, not just being no-good-talk Barbarian. Uh, I'm playing a, in the outfields, I'm playing a Barbarian um, Dragonborn. He is Beast Drunk. Yeah, he's... he's. Uh, anyways. Uh, plus, if you play Barbarian or Fighter, you and you got a tough situation, just use your breath weapon, and boom. That, that, that's a 2d6 damage, so that's at least a 2 if you... If you like offended the D and D gods, that's more than a more than most weapons for flat damage, except for modifiers. But anyways, and a plus two, so that puts that means you can put your fourteen into strength and get and save your fifteen for other stuff, or you could put your thirteen in it and get a fifteen. But I don't know why you would do that. Uh, to just, you get good. Barbarian, fighter, and paladin. And then, of course, there's paladin, which is basically just viewed as the synergizing class with Dragonborn because you get strength for your hitting things with magic stick and the charisma for making some stick magic. And plus the what... And then, of course, then there's bards, where you just get an extra point of charisma, and you can put eight in your dump stat. Sorcerer's basically the same thing. Wizard, I mean, Warlock's same thing. But, I think, but the reason, so yeah, Dragonborn, I like them. But the thing I recently thought about was how they just seem to fit with spellcasting classes. Sorcerers are the most painfully obvious because they are literally have dragon blood in their veins. So, I mean, that's that's draconic origin right there. I mean, and then storm origin wouldn't be much of a stretch either with a bronze or blue dragonborn. So, I mean, those two right away, you, you just get, and it makes sense. Because you're, you've got dragon blood, and it, or... You're attuned with lightning, and that's why you have these magical powers. And then with Warlock, your draconic strength draws the attention of your patron, which is basically the same thing with Paladin and Cleric, but Cleric's not too important. Um, and that's why it, draw, it draws the attention, and that's why you and not some other mortal gets the power. It's not, it's just sort of helpful for making a backstory. And with wizard, you you dragonborn wizard. That's a little iffy. Like th that's what I was talking about when you put the two into when you put the eight into strength, so you can get a dump stat. You wouldn't be your best spellcasting wise, but if you're using standard ability scores and not rolling for it or point by, so you wouldn't be at your best. But it could be like you're researching your family history and then you get to the dragons and you learn about their magic. And that's why you get magic as opposed to just a human studying to get magic. It, it's your... Dragonborns makes it, make it easier to 
find a reason why you have these powers. That or the why to why you started to look for these powers and such. Druid, okay, I'll admit this that one's a stretch. That one's a very big stretch. Um but Wood Elves definitely have a bigger synergy with Druid than uh, Dragonborn do, but anyway. And Fighter and Fighter and Paladin, they're like they're from what I from what I got from another video that I watched because I do the big research to have big brain. They are already have this sort of oath they live by at their. Not, not an oath, but they're very righteous and have a moral sense. And so that would attract the attention of the god, like as a paladin. They're let from the... from my And, of course, the older version where they're just made by Bahamut. Like, if you're not a cleric or a paladin already at that point, I really don't see what you're doing. But, yeah. Plus, Dragonborn get their get two gods basic the there are a lot more I think but they get two or three if you actually are aware of the I mean eh well the third one that's never talked about and Bahamut Tiamat and Io they just get those three gods and then boom cleric paladin and warlock for Tiamat as you see with Lucky Boy in the Dice Fields campaign, Team at Warlock. So, that just. There's synergy with. They have their own three special gods. And I don't think there's a god of humans. Just, just, I am god of humans. Like, I mean, what would you do with a god of humans? That just. That's just a human. Because there's a god of sentience, and a, like I could see those, but just a god of humans. But there is a god of dragons, which is there's actually three of them. But just a god of see that's why it makes more. It'd be easier to find a reason to be a spellcaster as a dragonborn, and that's why that's one of the main reasons I like dragonborn. So yeah. So with the realization that I only talked for 20 minutes, here's my opinion on lizard folk. Uh, that it's like the, my opposite opinion on dragons statistically wise because oh boy. They have I think okay, let me bite. Yeah, they have five features. Five racial features. And a swimming speed. No, they have six racial features. Darn it. So, yeah, they, they might have went a little overboard on the lizard folk. Lizard folk, they, it's not, it's not dungeons and lizards. So I mean that that that, that's why I like dragons more, dragonborn more is because the story is supposed to be made around dragons, at least partially because they got the dungeons and the dragons. So yeah, they can, lizard folks got the everything. So, for one, they're 
like the perfect cleric, except for the fact that they don't work. They have their own gods too, so it'd be pretty reasonable to say they were cleric. But a druid, yeah, that everyone, wizard folk druid. That's that. That's their synergy, I think. Or ranger, because they got the wisdom boost and the constitution boost, which is just nice all around. Because like I said earlier, you put wisdom into saves, so you could basically do whatever with a lizard folk um fighter again actually they're probably more versatile than dragonborn just because of the constitution bonus and wisdom bonus huh big brain time so the clerics they get a boost to wisdom which is their spellcasting ability and a constitution which is just nice to have so yeah i actually have a lizard folk cleric that's going to appear in one of the dice fields I plan on called Blood Dawn. He, he's got the big brain, but little talk. So, yeah. Uh, the features, as I mentioned earlier, for speed, they out of the bat get a swimming speed. Now, out of the three, four, that's the least useful because unless you're playing oh, I don't know, Dragon Heist or Tomb of Annihilation, where you're near the water, it wouldn't be useful. So, yeah, okay, now I retract my earlier statement. It's pretty on par with the Tremor Speed, because, I mean, Tremor Speed you can just use, but, I mean, why would it, 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 it It's just a lot of extra work. And because, and they can hold their breath for 15 minutes, which is... That doesn't sound like a lot, but it's supposing a human can hold it for... I can hold it for, like, 30 seconds. That That's pretty impressive. 15 minutes. And if you're underwater for more than 15 minutes, what what are you doing? But then, of course, you can just put go Mystic and do the same thing. But we're not talking about Mystic right now. Maybe later. So, and they get an, un an arm strike, which deals... More damage than a monk. So so they're better at doing monk's main thing as their side thing at level one. I know that monks easily surpass them really, like, pretty quickly. The fact that Lizardfolk can just do that out of the bat is pretty impressive. And that's not their only gimmick. Then they have the unarmed ability. It's like... It's like they put... A bunch of the starting abilities of other classes into this one. Actually, that... Because they got sort of the rage. They got the... Monk's unarmed strike. They got the... Sorcerer's unarmored defense. They got the extra proficiencies... Of a rogue. Oh my. I have discovered the secret of lizard folk. And they got the survival thingy of the rangers... Because of the Carning Artisan. So, yeah. And the Unarmed Strike, you can deal... That's a D6. You're dealing more damage with your face than you deal with a dagger. Or a... Um, or a sword. Which is just really impressive. I'm also playing a Lizardfolk Mystic. But we'll talk about him in the Mystic video. So... You never have to use your fists. So if they tie up your fist but not your face, boom, you're good. If they take away your weapons, boom, you're good.
Not only that, but using your Hungry Jaws feature, which is a rechargeable ability, you just regain hit points. I know it's like one, but that's that's like a stab wound from a person stabbing you with a dagger or someone punching you. So if someone can punch you, you bite them, and the punch never happened. Is that not awesome? And that's that's worst case scenario, or it's three, which really is of someone grazing you with a sword. Yeah, 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 lizard folks are kind of ripped, and that's if they hit you. Period, because you have the sorcerer's unarmored defense, which is a thirteen plus your dexterity modifier. That means you you could. That that beats my barbarians on our. That beats my. That beats the dragonborn barbarians on arm, on armored defense that I was talking about earlier. So what beats out those if you know what you're doing, and dexterity is one of the most useful skills to have anyways. So if you're not walking around with a fifteen armor class in your skeevies, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not doing it right. Cause that beats any starting. Um, light armor, maybe all starting medium armor. I I mean, maybe uh, some starting medium armor too, but you also don't get a stealth disadvantage. And it doesn't weigh anything because it's your skin. Uh, and then you get the bonus proficiencies, which are some of the most useful proficiencies you can have. Animal handling, not that much. Nature, not that much. But then there's stealth and survival, which you need for tracking things, surviving in the wilderness, and other such things. And then there's... It's stealth. If you go an entire D&D campaign without using stealth, you are either amazing or doing it horribly wrong. Yeah, stealth. Big one. And they, they, they get two of them, and they can pick. The, that's like having an extra background. Or for a mystic, that's like having an extra starting... Prof that's just... Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, why is everyone mad about mystics but not mad about these guys? And then you get the cunning artisan, where you can get a beast, a dragon, a celestial, or some other stuff. If you kill it and then bring it back with you, you get an extra weapon. J just, d d and it can be small or above, so that means you can have, like, small, you can hunt, like, dogs and make shields for your entire party out of them, or you can make javelins, or you can make darts. You never really have to buy any of those weapons or shields ever again. You can just go hunting, and then you have them. Just as part of a short rest, not a long rest, that means you can do it in an hour. That means you can skin something, rip out its the important bits, and fashion it into a functioning weapon or shield in an hour holy cow and you need a dagger for that or a knife one of your part your rogue could just be like hey here's here's this now make another one for me and you can be like gotcha and boom get another one barbarian loses club here have one made of bone paladin loses shield here have one made of bone yeah lizard folks they're pretty great then of course, they get role playing aspects out the wazoo, because they got the alien minds. So, 
yeah, you ever wanted to be a cannibal and keep whatever alignment you have, this is the class for you. I mean, this, I'm, I have the big dumb, this is the race for you. Because the fact that they eat raw meat on a regular basis, or they eat humanoid meat on a regular basis, means that mechanically, and your DM, it really depends on your DM, but if your DM makes you do this, then that's just rude. Then you never have to make a con save on eating that. And they usually eat it raw anyways. So if you wanted to make like a smart one, you can say it's an exile and boom, you have a backstory. Or you could say it's like a, they worship their god and they're spreading it to the other races. Or you could just say they're hunting people and because that's what lizard folk do. Uh, so yeah, if you, the, just the role-playing options in this race are just awesome. Just lizard folks. Hmm. Wasn't for the fact that it was Dungeons and Dragons, they would most likely be my favorite race. Cause plus the ace, just the cut. Oh, and thing that I forgot to mention with the Dragonborn, the custom a bit customizability of these two um, races outranks the other two because you can choose your skin color. Now you don't have hair, so with the Dragonborn. I mean, you have the frill things, you can customize them and have the things of dragons, but I mean, that's kind of stretching it. But with Lizard Folks, it literally says you have a frill that you can customize, so boom, they win. You lose other races. Lizard Folk are awesome. And so, like, you have two short sword. you have a short sword in your, I just, a short sword in your mouth whenever you want to. That's, that's just dope. <laughs> um... Yeah, lizard folks, lizard folks and dragonborn, my two favorite races. Two favorite, the only races I like ever play. I probably should branch out more. Oh well, then there's kobolds, but well, let's do a quick five-minute session on them. Kobolds, yeah, they're definitely at the bottom of my favorite list. They're on the favorite list, but they're at the bottom of it. Pack tactics, that's pretty neat, but I mean. I mean, that's just, that's just flanking. So if your GM doesn't use flanking, then boom, you, you have flanking now. Good job. But then they get the sunlight sensitivity and minus to strength. So it's like you sucked the features out of the cobalt and gave it to the lizard folk. Because cower, cower bag and grovel and pack tactics, they seem really cool. But the, the drawbacks of playing that, and they're a small race, so they get the leg disadvantage. I mean, the speed detriment. It's, it's, it's really not worth it. I mean, a kobold rogue, that's, that's pretty cool. Kobold monks, I haven't played that yet, but kobold rogue, that, that's pretty cool because you basically always get to use your sneak attack whenever you want to. But, I mean, they're, they're just... You get that either way with a rogue. So you, you just get free advantage most of the time. So if your DM's like, uh, it wouldn't make sense if your person's right by them to get advantage. Well, you, you get advantage from two different sources. So he can't argue with it with you on two sources without appearing like he doesn't know how to play D&D. So, yeah. Kobolds. 
their role playing opportunity is extremely limited because they're the recognized as an actually evil race. The lizard folks are just neutral. Kobolds, they worship dragon, evil dragons and Tiamat. That's more confining than dragons who have the other two options. So, I mean, and you'd have to ex you'd have to basically go with the generic "I am a outcast of my people and I choose to do good" basic backstory. So yeah, kobolds—they're not very big in role playing. Feature wise, that's not good. I mean, they get dexterity bonus, but I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I have the big dumb, and but I'm pretty sure at least one other race gets the same bonus to dexterity without a minus two to strength. Um, so that, that's my piece, my favorite three canon races. Uh, there aren't any races I particularly hate. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty, especially the, um, rarer ones. I've seen Goliath played in my party before. They're, they're, they're all right. Uh. They are a Kakra. I haven't seen those, but they seem like they'd be fun. Flying speed right out the bat. I'm, I mean, you don't get to wear heavy armor, but you could just be a flying rogue. That that that's that's cool. I don't know what they're. I don't know what any of these races racial bonuses are, but Goliath, you get the bonus, so that's pretty cool. Genzai, or I have no idea how they're pronounced. Don't kill me for saying that. They're pretty cool. I mean that if that's your if that's your cup of tea being an elemental based thing, but then yeah, gins I aren't my cup of tea. Um, tabaxi I use tabaxi a lot. I don't know why. I just think they're kind of cool. They're kind of yeah because they got this speed bonus and unnatural wep natural weapons. They're up there with lizard folks and the cool cool ra cool racial features. Uh other races. Humans, I mean, if you're playing Dungeons & Dragons and you play a human, I mean, what are you doing? Elves, yeah, that's a, that's a big fan favorite. Uh, I'm basically going through all the races at this point, so I mean, if you want to stop, I've already said my piece on the, my favorite ones, so just, just stop the video. Check out Anchor, yeah. Dwarves, uh, they're like elves. They're they're the fan favorite. I just, I mean, they're they're in other ones. They're in other playable RPGs. So I don't really see why. I mean, in my opinion. If you come to D and D, like you should be playing a pretty creative race. I mean, it makes perfect sense why people do. I'm not saying it's bad if you do, but in my opinion, if I'm playing D and D, this applies to exactly no one else. If I'm playing D&D, &D, I should be there playing a D&D &D race because why not play anything else? Then? So, even elf gnomes and halflings. Those are a bit those are definitely rarer than the other two in common fantasy except Lord of the Rings, but anyways. So, yeah, halflings. That ability to reroll natural ones. That would make a lot less comical outcomes in my party if someone actually used it. 
But of course, they don't know anything about their features. My bard has played bard every single time and has never once used inspiration. Yeah, or his subclass features. He doesn't even really know what a subclass is. So yeah, I never see anything cool at my table. Gnomes. I haven't looked into them enough to know anything about them and comment wisely. Cockpit back. Hmm. Thinking. Thinking, doing a big brain. Tieflings, they're a lot like Dragonborn. They're probably higher on the list of of the. They're not the top three. And the reason the top three are the top three is because I can easily switch them in and out of my Black Scales faction, so that's a big reason why they're there. Ooh, bugbears and goblins. I completely forgot about those. Yeah, they're like the kobold that you kind of says they're evil. So, And, of course, none of my players ever use them because they don't think of doing the creative So, yeah, bugbears, they seem like they'd be cool to play. Definitely a barbarian or fighter race. I'd love to see someone try and play it as, like, a cleric or a rogue. That'd be interesting to see. Goblins. They're goblins. I mean, they're pretty common, too, so. I know I'm forgetting a ton. Oh, UNT. UNT. I'm I'm actually surprised. They're, they're, they're not my cup of tea. I was considering playing that instead of farce for my mystic, but I mean, they're just kind of flavored humans. So they're they're not they're they're probably tied with tiefling in my opinion. They got the magic resistance. That's pretty cool. They got their innate spell casting, but if you don't have charisma or you use it as a dump stat, that's that's a little less useful. But, I mean, suggestion as a racial feature. That's that's really cool. So, yeah. I've covered most of them. If I'm missing some and you actually care enough to call me out on it, I can do that. But, so yeah. Dragonborn, Lizardfolk, Cobalt. That's that's Purple Shadow's opinion over my favorite races. And that's my video for the week. Thanks for listening.